0: i love you mama Spits and barks <laughs> uh, that reminds me of uh the day i can't say name you can't say name i'll believe that we'll know
1: that story right after this hello hello and welcome to crafty mama Mur, a podcast for all things crafting mom life and miranda my name is miranda and welcome to my podcast Today, I am here with two of my besties. We have Maggie. Hello. And Josie. Hello. So today, we are going to go over my second... Oh, no, no. Today, we're going to go over my third first date with Mr. Three. So I'm going to ask you, Bull, when was the last time you publicly cried?
0: (laughs) You got yours? At the Barbie movie. In the movie theater. That was... That's very appropriate. That's a good one. Mine's less happy. I feel like uh, mine was in college just over a boy. I remember being out in like St. John's campus. <laughs> I just like wanted to get home, but you have to wait for the bus. And I was just sad. And I saw another boy that I hadn't been with who saw me crying like, don't look at me. <laughs> so that's, yeah, been a while. <laughs> a little background in there. Maggie and I went to St. Ben's uh, College of
1: St. Benedict St. John's University, which is an all-girls school and an all-guys school. They are separate schools, but one institution. Is that the branding of it? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> they just rebranded. So I want to make sure I got that right. But anyway, all the females slept on one campus. And then all the men s- slept on a different campus 10 minutes away. So we had this bus called The Link that would drive us back and forth between campuses. So if you ever got stuck, <laughs> you know, if you just got stuck, you missed the bus at night. And so you had to sleep over at St.
0: John's. You'd have to wait through the morning bus of shame. to get a and if uh, someone breaks your heart on that campus, you still have to wait for the bus to get back. Bus and not run on a
1: heartbreak schedule. <laughs> so so I am such a crier. And when I do cry, I have to finish crying. Otherwise, I will just spend the rest of the day crying. So at the beginning of this year, I really thought that I had cried all the tears humanly possible. But I was wrong. And my body keeps producing tears. Yay. But the other day I was on the way home from Arizona for the third time this year, and all three times were unrelated. But I was on my way home from Arizona and I said goodbye to my friend. And I was really trying not to cry because I did not want to be the blonde in the Uber crying on the way to the airport. And I also was wearing my Come On Barbie Fight the Patriarchy shirt, too. So I felt like that would just be too cliche for me to be crying. (laughs) But then I got to the airport. And when I got to the airport, I was checking in at Sun Country. And the man working there told me that I needed to run to my plane because they were boarding. So I ran up the escalator and then I had to proceed to ask 25 people, hey, I'm so sorry, but my plane's boarding. Can I jump ahead of you? And 25 people let me budge them. So thank you to the 24 and 25 people who did not give me the side eye. And to the one woman who looked me up and down in disgust, I hope your day got better. But back to crying in public places. (laughs) I sprinted through the airport, which wouldn't have been that big of a deal if I hadn't got lost on my six mile walk earlier that day that turned into a 10 mile walk in 97 degrees. So my legs were one overextension away from my entire body seizing up in one collective cramp. So by the time I got to my gate, there was a slight line of people getting on that plane, but I would not have made it if I didn't budge those 25 people. I know for a fact I would have missed that flight. So I get on the plane, I'm flustered, and I'm sunburned from my idiotic adventures, and I sit down, and maybe it was because I was exhausted from that 10-mile walk or stressed with the close call making this plane. Um, I was feeling a little bougie because I had one of the best weeks of Crafty and Mer financially, so I upgraded to the emergency exit row so I could have that extra light room all the way home. And then the flight attendant came by and she got our verbal yes that we would assist if the plane needed to make an emergency landing. And I said yes. And then the plane started off to the runway. And then I started looking at the pictures for my trip and I realized I didn't airdrop them to my friend. And that was enough to start the waterworks. So I sat there, tried to stop the tears, but I knew I had already made myself stop crying in the Uber so there was no chance I could do it again. So, I sat there with my legs bouncing and tears streaming down my face. And then I realized the people on this plane just heard me verbally commit to assisting in the case of an emergency. (laughs) And one minute later, I literally start falling apart on the plane. (laughs) So, I saw I had a bag of nerd clusters in my bag, and I quickly grabbed the snacks and I started eating those to make me happy because they are more symbolic than just candy for me. And I am who I am, (laughs) no shame. But then I realized I lo- started looking crazy, so I started laughing. So in three minutes, I went from crying and bouncing my legs to pounding back nerds to laughing at how ridiculous I looked. And that is when I definitely confirmed in my mind I was more exhausted from that trip than I had. <laughs> Everyone on that plane is like, we're doomed. We're going down, down. And I also think there should be a requirement for people who sit in the emergency exit row. Because the woman next to me would not be able to save herself if that plane went down. (laughs) I was like, I feel like there should be some sort of requirement. Like, because I saw the guy sitting on the other side of her and I was like, I trust you. I trust me. This woman in the middle, no. No, I do not trust her. And everyone else is looking at you. (laughs) I don't trust you. (laughs)
0: Hindsight's
1: (laughs) twenty-twenty. Now on to Mr. Three. Okay, Josie has to leave because she's got really important things to do. But Josie, do you remember anything about Mr. Three? Can you give me a little details? He was the trainer. I don't think I do. No, I don't think you knew either. I didn't tell much. That's okay. Now on to Mr. Three, where I found him. Hinge, the app that is meant to be deleted. And I'm definitely not sponsored by Hinge, but I should be at this point because it was where I met the majority of my first dates so far this year. And as a spoiler alert. I have permanently deleted my account, so if I have to go back, I have to start from scratch, which also means seeing all these men's profiles yet once again. Because every time I downloaded and deleted these dating apps, there were dozens of men's profiles who I had seen before. Which was disheartening and this is your reminder that if you have found someone on or off dating apps and things are going well to put your account on pause or delete them altogether to make sure you take yourself off the market. But looks wise, Mr. 3 was 8 years older than me and this was the biggest age gap I had with someone yet. I was excited to date someone more mature and I was hoping with the 8 years on me he would be able to communicate what he wanted. He was a trainer, which I love because I love being active. And one area I was trying to focus on, per many people's request, was to find someone who was at where I was at and enjoyed doing what I enjoyed doing. He probably was around six foot, maybe six foot one, but um, generally shorter than I would prefer. You can work with that though. I can probably work with six foot, but it (laughs) takes certain characteristics. (laughs) But Maggie, in college, when you had to describe what I looked like, what was your go-to for describing me? (laughs)
0: I'm describing you to other people. Yeah, like we, oh, they overrand on (laughs) it. What would you you say? Definitely tall, blonde, loud. (laughs) And, oh, big boobs. Yeah, I was (laughs) like, should I go that far? Yes, definitely the big boobs. (laughs) Anytime, that you could say anything about me. She's like, yeah, although tall, blonde, big boobs, loud. Yeah, can't miss her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am 5'9", and I have never met someone under six feet who could handle me, both with their ego and physically? <laughs> um, I don't say this in a way to get pity in any means, but I'm just a whole lot of woman, and generally I have found many under six feet can't handle me. <laughs>
0: I'd like to see one try, though. Yeah. Mm. Um, I remember in 2012,
1: 2013, when I was first on Dating Apps in college, and one man gave me the compliment. And it was meant as a compliment, but he said he could tell I wasn't missing any meals. And he wasn't wrong, but physically, I enjoy finding a man whose thighs aren't half the size of mine. And I know I'm a lot to handle, so I just want to set us all up for success is really what I'm trying to do here. (laughs) So when Mr. Three and I were doing our customary discovery section that comes along with getting to know someone on dating apps, I had asked him if he had any children, and his response was, I'm 36, of course I have children which made me sad because at that stage of dating as a single mom I really felt like a failure for being a single mom and my heart broke as I went on these dating apps and almost every other person had children and I honestly felt like we single parents have failed the next generation by messing with these kids sense of family structure and stability so when he made that comment it it did bring me down because I was already dealing with a lot and additionally at this point I had been on dating apps for about a month or so and I had dealt with a lot of comments about my relationship to my children. Were they mine biologically? Did I adopt them? Did they have the same father, etc.? And the answer to that and the details can both be found in my blogs on my website, where I document each girl's birth story and how I brought them into the world by C-section and V-back, which is vaginal birth after cesarean. And yes, they both have the same father. One tip I have for single parents is to include photos with you and your children on your dating profiles, but to block out their faces. For me, this just made sure to make the point that I have two beautiful daughters, and when you sign up to date me, you're also signing up to potentially be in their lives. If you want a how-to on how to do this, what I did was I went on Instagram, went like I was adding a selected picture to my story, and put emojis over both the girls' faces, and then saved it to my camera roll. That way, people could see me as a mom and not just as a single. And the last note about this, I was pretty disappointed by how many men did not include they have children in their dating profiles. But then when we got to talking, they mentioned they did have kids. And again, this didn't bum me out because I couldn't love someone else's children. But it bummed me out that there are people out there on dating sites that aren't including a part of them in their identity. And maybe I'm in the minority here, but my daughters are my pride and joy and have gotten me through like the toughest year of my life. And we are a package deal and not in a bad way either. If you are a single parent, not only are your kids bonuses to anyone who dates you, but they should be at the center of how you date. Because for me, I'm not just looking for a partner for me, but I'm looking for a stand-up father for my daughters. So to recap, Mr. Three was a trainer, athletic but on the slimmer side, about six-ish feet and had two children. Phone, he had an iPhone and would text the appropriate amount. He was an interesting texter. And I wasn't sure if that was his personality or if that is how 36-year-olds communicate, but I could not tell what his vibe was at all from texting. And social media. I found his business on TikTok thanks to suggested friends since his number was saved in my phone. So we still are friends on social media today. But I would also say this was the least problematic first date I went on, hence why we did not he did not get blocked or deleted on anything. Another note, I don't stay friends with my exes, and usually one of us ends up blocking the other. So if you think that's a red flag or not, I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> um, And his red flags before the date, none, really. That's why I decided to throw in some extra stories before we started this, because he was checking all the boxes. I do think, though, that he said he wasn't looking to have any more kids because he already had two, and he had said, if it happens, it happens. But I was looking for someone who was very clear they wanted more kids. So I should have not even gone any further just knowing that because if someone's going to sit there and say, like, I'm I'm done having kids, I know that probably would have been, like, a problem down the road. Yeah. Um, Because I know I want more kids and I wanted to find someone who was clear that they wanted more. So, Maggie, what did
0: you remember about him before we went on our date? I do remember him being unproblematic. Like, I was like, yeah, this guy sounds about right. Like you said, talking about meeting someone at places you literally already go, like if you met them on a walk or you met them at the gym. And so I know you didn't meet him at the gym, but because you were going to the gym and he was a trainer, like, okay, yep, this is this is good. I like this. So that's kind of my, that's my memory of that. Yeah. Details about the first date. Circling back to finding someone who was at where I was at in
1: my life. Since Mr. 3 was a trainer and I had recently got back into my gym girl era, I told him I would guest pass him into my gym. This way, I didn't have to find a babysitter, and I thought I would give my family and friends a night off of babysitting. So I got to the gym before he did, and I got the girls checked into the child center, and then waited nonchalantly in the locker room until he texted me he was there. Meeting up with him at the front desk was probably the most awkward first time meeting someone for a first date, because first I said, hi, I'm Miranda, and then I had to sit there as he filled out all of his information on the iPad. So
0: I'm sitting there as he puts in his date of birth, his home address, his email address, his phone number. Well, if you were worried he gave you like false information, I was his chance to prove it. I know when I was trying really hard not to peek over and be like, (laughs) do I need to know this information yet? And then I was like, Miranda,
1: you need to chill. (laughs) (laughs) Also worth noting that the person working at the front desk had seen me come in for months at this point and just with my girls. So I feel like if they were slightly curious who this man was that I was guest passing in... But maybe I was making that up in my head. But it was also funny because I had also been working out with my best guy friend, who is Tony, who he's going to be on an episode soon. So just wait for that. And I can name drop Tony because he said so. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But Tony and I were also getting into like our gym girl era or his gym guy era. Um, And also months later, I would work out with Mr. Seven at the same gym. So I'm sure if there were any nosy staff members, I piqued their interest this year. Well,
0: if it was you working at that desk, you'd know all of the drama. You would definitely even slide in with a couple questions. Oh, fun fact. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I actually did work at
1: this gym, a different location. But yeah, I knew all. I saw who was guest passing in. I saw who was bringing who in. And so I was nosy. So I'm sure the people were like, what's going on with Miranda? He went to the locker room to drop off his bag. And my first impression when meeting him in the lobby that... Was I was a little disappointed because I had assumed he wouldn't be as lean as he was because he was a trainer. But physically, he was just really lean and slender. Not slender, I feel like that's like Slender Man. <laughs> <laughs> he was leaner than I had thought. And he came out of the locker room, and then it was time to go sweat it out with Mr. Three. Some more about me, and some might call these my potential red flags. I am an Enneagram 8, although I think I want to retake the test because I'm feeling a lot more 7 these days. But I'm also a Scorpio, I'm the eldest child, I'm House Slytherin, I'm an extrovert. And what you should take away from all of that is I am very damn competitive. So when Mr. 3, the trainer, pulled up the workout we were doing for the day, I was all in. Even though I hadn't been lifting heavy at the gym for a very long time, My workout regime included more of, like, walking and inclining, crying in the sauna than grabbing the girls and going home. (laughs) But when he pulled up the workout, I was challenge accepted. Anything you can do, I can do better, right? (laughs) A thousand percent, and it has hurt me a lot of times in (laughs) life. But the workout was a superset workout, and he didn't adjust any of the weight for me. And that's honestly fine with me because, like I said, I am too damn competitive, so he might have not seen
0: it as a competition, but I had already accepted the challenge in my head. I feel like you wouldn't have liked if he took off weight for you, like assuming you couldn't lift it. So you probably almost appreciated that more. Yes. Like, yeah, you're right. I can step up.
1: Yes, I know. That's what happened <laughs> down the road with Mr. Seven that I was like, I will do whatever weight you can. And he kind of looked at me like, are you sure? And I'm like, I will do it. Thank you. And I I don't know. There's no competition. No one was there, but that's... It's just me. I was really excited to have a date at the gym, but very quickly it felt like less of a date and more of a personal training session. And I really didn't feel any chemistry initially. We did have some side conversation, but the only joking around we did was about the NFL teams we cheer on. And I said I was a Minnesota Vikings fan. And he started ripping on the Vikings, which is so unoriginal to give us crap about losing because we know we bleed purple for a reason. You rubbing it in doesn't even faze us at this point. (laughs) I think he was a Saints fan, if I remember correctly. Is he from Minnesota? No, he was not. Okay. Well, from Louisiana. Well, that makes sense. I'd have been a red flag. Yeah, I yeah. I don't do well. <laughs> Never mind, I can't say that. Never mind. <laughs> uh, he, he was a Saints fan, and at first I thought maybe it was like a joking, flirting thing. But it got old quick, just him like ripping on the Vikings. I was like, find something new. And then I told him the story of why I'm such a Vikings fan, which is... The only present I got from my dad's father, my grandpa Shorty, before he passed away, was a Vikings troll doll. So all growing up, the only thing I had to remind me of who my grandpa was, was this Vikings doll. And he passed away a week before I was born, and he loved the Vikings. So for that reason, to make my grandpa Shorty proud, I have always known that the Vikings would be my team. I'm also Scandinavian, so Vikings blood literally runs through these veins. So hence why I bleed purple. And I had told him that during our one-on-one training session slash date. And he still proceeded to tell me how trash the Vikings were. And it just felt like our range of conversation was getting pretty small at that point. Like, it would just be like something would happen and he'd be like, yeah, but your team is trash. And I was like, okay, cool. And also, again, he was 36. So I was hoping like... A little bit more like substance when it came to that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So we were doing a full body lift day and superset with that, which if you don't know what a superset is, it's where you do a bunch of reps on one machine weights and then you jump to the next and you do three to four workouts back to back and then rest for a minute or two. And this was the first time I tried using the thrust machine at the gym. And I had never used it before and I had seen it. Um, And it's just comical because... Of course, I did the first time I did that was on a first date, and it's so freaking suggestive. And not gonna lie, it's fun to watch other people on it, but it was a good test for a first date. I know, I was <laughs> like, What's your agility? <laughs> oh, God. But what was not fun was the fact that I literally could not walk for three days after this date. Because I went so hard, I shocked my entire body. So for the next three days, when people asked why I was walking like I had a stick up my ass, I would say, I had a first date this week. And then just stop and look at them to see what their reaction would be. In other words, you know, I like to see what people think. But then I would clear it up to say I had a first date at the gym with a trainer, which I'm not sure. I don't even know actually how many people I told about Mr. Three, even Josie, before she had to leave. I said, what do you remember? And she's like, could you give me a hint? I was like, he was the trainer. And I think looking back, it was because I didn't want to jinx things. And I was, I don't know, I knew people would say it was too soon. I was kind of embarrassed to like be dating again because I just I knew it was so soon. But I also don't think a lot of people knew I was dating right from the start. I think you knew. Yeah. I think once I got to, like, Mr. Five. Yeah. I think you're right. I was dating, but I really don't know if people knew much about Mr. One through Mr. Four. Yeah. Because they just happened. One, they happened quick. But two, I just felt like a little... It's You're testing the water still. You're dipping your
0: toe back in.
1: Yeah. And it was just... It was intimidating to, like, be back out there and... You know, I wasn't technically legally divorced at that point. So I felt like I was cheating, even though I wasn't. And we were separated. But it just, it felt weird to like, I didn't want to be like, I'm available. I didn't know how to like put myself back on the market. So (laughs) we finished our workout. And honestly, I think we might have fist bumped. (laughs) (laughs) Great sign. Yes. Even though we had a physical date where we were doing an activity, we didn't touch or have any sort of PDA the entire time. And I know, like, some people might be, like, grossed out being, like, hot and sweaty, but there's still things you can do. Like, we don't have to be, like, hugging in the gym, but, like, a hand on my lower back or, like, touching me at all. Like, anything. And he didn't do anything. And I just, I walked him down to the front desk to say goodbye. And I think we might have hugged when I said goodbye. Um but then he left, and there was no kiss, and there wasn't even—I didn't even feel like there was an opportunity for a kiss. Granted, we were back in front of the front desk worker, so we didn't put on a show for them. <laughs> but then I went back into the locker room, and I sat in the sauna, um, relaxed a little bit more, and then went and got the girls and got home. So,
0: Maggie, what do you remember about the first date? I, I think you told me about the fist bump kind of thing. Like, he was, like, your bro. And, like, I was like, okay, well, I mean— Seemed good, but it just kind of felt like it wasn't going to go anywhere after that first date. You, just, I could tell you didn't have vibes with him at all. And yeah. yeah I know. And I, I wanted to have vibes with Mr. Three. Yeah. The vibes were not. It, on paper, it seemed pretty good, yeah. but that's
1: not all that matters. Right. As far as the second date, Mr. Three did not get one because I couldn't feel any chemistry there. And we texted for a week or two after the date. And finally, I texted him. And this is a direct quote because I don't delete text messages. I can't tell what you think of me yet. And he said, really? Wow, star I emoji. If I text you every day consistently, what do you think? And then I said, I wasn't sure. The most flirty thing you call me is miss. To which he said, and you know what? I give him some props because I recall our texting as a lot drier than the messages. But when I was looking through the messages, I was like, he was putting in an effort, but I wasn't reciprocating it at that point. And he said... Really? I'm sorry. I won't address you as Miss. How's that? How about sweetmeat LOL? How does that sound? Sweet meat? Oh, or baby LOL.
0: That's what we say in Louisiana. Oh gosh. <laughs> so Well, he he was trying. He was trying. He was trying to meet you there a little. For sweet meat. Yeah. Sweet meat. <laughs> So I I will give him props that he was trying yeah. and I just
1: I think that I was looking for more chemistry and even though he was texting me every day it just didn't feel like Sometimes
0: it. Sometimes it's just not there. Yeah. So anyway,
1: Mr. 3 and I would text and it slowly became less of what was already minimal flirting to more of him checking in on me on my workouts and talking to me kind of like I was a client. And like at one point he was like, did you make it to the gym today? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, what'd you do? And I would tell him and he's like, cool. Like it was, it just felt like more of a trance, the number three, the The trainer. trainer. Yeah. (laughs) And eventually I think we both saw that this wasn't going to go anywhere romantically, but I did enjoy this man. And I am a sucker for giving unsolicited advice to the extent that I have helped many people brainstorm their content, revamp their social media, give ideas for different series all for the price of a home-cooked meal, just because I I like to help. And I saw he was posting to social media with watermarks from various apps, so having no chill, I started to give him social media tips. (laughs) And in exchange, he gave me a 12-week workout program to follow. (laughs) So although we never hug out in person again, he stuck around for about a month being my go-to virtual trainer, and we still follow each other on social media to this day, and I wish him nothing but the best, but the chemistry just wasn't there. So the lesson I learned from Mr. Three was more of a personal reflection, that I am really young at heart, so I am not sure that an eight-year age gap would work for me. So I went back to Hinge and I closed my range to 28 to 34 years old, I believe, because I felt there were more, because I felt there were some things that were too far off for us to bond on. And another lesson I learned, or more so a takeaway, was that even if the person is a nice person and you're attracted to them, if the chemistry is not there, it's not there, and you shouldn't have to force it. Not to say I need a Troy Bolton and Gabriela Montez electrifying <laughs> for suppression over karaoke, but either the connection is there or it's not, and if it's not, you just need to walk away or slowly fade away while giving some social media advice like me. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. One taught me that the person I was looking for would not ghost me and come back months later asking for a second chance. Mr. 2 taught me that it's okay to have a type and not feel bad if someone's not yours. And Mr. 3 taught me that if the chemistry is not there, you do not have to force it. And it is okay to walk away from a nice person. And if someone rips on your home team, it will never work. <laughs> so next week, we'll talk about my fourth first date as a single mom. But thank you for listening to Crafty Mama Murr, a podcast. Find me on any social media as Crafty Mama Murr and follow along for more parts.
0: Mama. Dad, dad, dad. Mama That's your Mama
1: Mark
0: I love you, Mama